This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Sharmila Ganesan and Lee Chui Lin. First up this hour, BNM is mandating new security measures to fight scams. And then on today on Twitter, is Anak Dara an offensive term? Send your thoughts our way. You can call 77332900, WhatsApp or send us a voice note 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. All this coming up on the Evening Edition. It's 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, Bank Negara Malaysia is directing the banking industry to put tighter security controls in place to combat scams and financial crimes. We look into it. So this was announced by BNM Governor Tan Sri Nur Shamsia Muhammad Yunus uh, alongside IGP Tan Sri Akril Sani Abdullah Sani yesterday at the launch of the Virtual Financial Crime Exhibition. So if you're wondering what these latest measures are, essentially, firstly... Um, Financial institutions will have to migrate away from the SMS one-time password or the OTP to more secure forms of authentication for online activities or transactions relating to account opening, fund transfers and payments. Um, This will also extend to changes to personal information and account settings. Secondly, customers will be restricted to one mobile or secure device for the authentication of online banking transactions. Thirdly, uh, they are expected to further tighten fraud detection rules and triggers for, for blocking suspected scam transactions. Fourthly, there'll be customers will be alerted when any such activity involving their banking accounts is detected. Uh, financial institutions will also block transactions and customers will be asked to confirm that they're genuine before they're unblocked. Lastly, a cooling off period will be observed for the first time enrollment of online banking services or secure devices. And lastly, uh, financial institutions will be required to set up dedicated hotlines for customers to report financial scam incidents. So a number of good initiatives. I think the main, main things though uh, are the move away from the OTP as well as the restriction to one device. Yes and you know a number of these things address issues or or rather solutions or problems that our listeners in fact a lot of them brought Mm. up the last time we did a show on uh, financial scams so it's good to see that people are listening to concerns Uh, for what it's worth banks have promised their quote-unquote concurrence and full support to these measures Uh, in fact some banks have already migrated away from the OTP system and are currently offering um, secure alternative authentication methods Uh, this is even way back since 2019, apparently. Maybe not some of mine, but some are doing it. So these seem to be the way forward as we increasingly see uh, people talking about these scams, talking about how it's it's much too easy for the system currently to be faked. But I think I have some concerns and, and I hope that these are elaborated on in the coming days about how this will impact the customer. Because um, at the end of the day, putting in these measures is great. It also needs to be usable and also usable, reliable and easy to understand on the part of the customer, I think. Let's be real. A lot of this is going to take a longer time. Yes. Uh, right. I mean, that's what it comes down to, because they're saying that they're going to ensure that um, you have additional verifications. Uh, there are alternative authentication methods as well, all of which involve multi-factor um, all of which involve a little bit more time, maybe, than how it is right now, which is I put in the transaction. The OTP comes my way, sometimes after a delay, sometimes after an hour-long delay, but whatever. The OTP comes in, you put that in and you're on your way. So now, considering the fact that 
online banking in Malaysia isn't always smooth anyway. I think to your point about usability, that's going to be so crucial because mm. of, I think, you know, it's a welcome move to ensure that there's more safety. And I would be happy to participate in more steps to ensure that my money is more secure. But I will be honest that it's going to be tough if along the way there are technical breakdowns or malfunctions or just difficulty in using it because then you've just added a a new layer of something for me to fight my way through before I can send my friend Shamila Ganesan 20 ringgit. <laughs> uh, I had a similar thought about the restricting the, the, the security to only one device because yeah. there are so many people who, again, I'm not saying these are bad ideas. I'm talking about user behaviour, right? Uh, many people, and, and many people use multiple devices to log into their accounts. Um, there's also the fact that the ease of online transactions and the frequency of these transactions mean that you want to be able to do it on the go. What if you're out and you don't have your laptop and you can only use your phone? What if you're traveling and you have a different phone? I mean, I have a lot of questions. Um, I'm glad, though, that the concerns are being addressed. So we are going to be talking about this a little further with our guest, Dr. Silvakumar Manikam, who is a cybersecurity expert and associate professor at University Science Malaysia. But in the meantime, let us know what do you make of these measures from Bank Negara Malaysia to address um, this issue of financial scams. It includes, for instance, moving away from the OTP, uh, restricting customers to using one secure device for online banking transactions. Let us know. What are your thoughts? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. Joining us now is Dr. Silvakumar Manikam, cybersecurity expert and associate professor at University Science Malaysia. Silva, thanks for speaking with us today. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Shamila Ali. So what are your first impressions of uh, Bank Nagara's requirements? Uh, I would say it is actually in the right direction. I think it's in due time that something is done, uh, moving away from uh, the existing uh, infrastructure that we have for especially for financial institution, because uh, according to a global survey, financial institutions are the most impacted when it comes to cybercrime, uh, followed closely by manufacturing healthcare. So uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that, you know, that's where all the money is. And, uh, you know, whereas the, the sugar is, that's where all the ants will go. So in this case, sugar big money and the ants being the cyber criminal. Uh, so, uh, so a lot of things we see that, that the BNM has put forward is definitely in the right direction. But, you know, to be truthful, uh, we have to accept the fact that uh, when criminals are always one step ahead of uh, the authority, cyber criminals are three or four steps ahead of the authority. So I believe this is good for uh, the current problems that we have, but eventually uh, the bad guys will find a way to circumvent, go around, and, and uh, what do you call this, uh, overcome the, the, the measures that is being recommended now. Uh, OTP was meant uh, to prevent uh, money from being stolen from accounts and so on. Now that doesn't work anymore. We're going to come up with something new. How long is that going to work? So, uh, yes, it is definitely the right direction. It's going to solve some problem for now, but I'm not sure uh, if it's going to stand the test of time. 
So before we talk about the things that are being put in place, right, I wanted to take a step back and look at OTPs because, like you said, um, they, they're no longer seen as secure, although for a long time they were seen as as the way, right, to ensure that right. we have security. Um, so why is it no longer the case? What happened with OTPs that are now, you know, they're not the best option? Well, OTP itself is not the problem. It's, it's, uh, it's basically the, the issue with uh, uh, the user of the device. Uh, the fact that, you know, uh, issue of social engineering, I mean, when you talk about social engineering, we're talking about user being tricked, uh, being influenced to do something that uh, they do not want to do or, or getting uh, malware into their device. So in this case, OTP is not the problem. The problem is that the owner of the phone got, uh, have installed some application that is not uh, validated, verified to be uh, uh, an authentic app, app that is uh, has been downloaded from uh, dedicated uh, software uh, stores like Google Play and App Store. You 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 get it from other sources, and uh, the fact that this uh, is installed on your phone hijacks OTPs and carry out uh, the, the fraudulent transaction and so on. So the I would say the root cause is not the technology; it's more user. Do you see us uh, moving away from this completely? Um, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that OTP in its current form may no longer be a viable solution being SMS and so on, because everything we do is now online on the internet. SMS is not part of the internet infrastructure. So it, you may have something similar to OTP, there are a lot of work has been done, a lot of research. Actually, we are also working on some of these areas. But uh, whatever said or done, anything that has been introduced has been broken, has been defeated. So, uh, yes, we will have something new. And, uh, and, and probably it will be a suit of uh, a technology use. It could be OTP with uh, fingerprint. You know, fingerprint may not be a viable solution five years ago, but most for devices comes with fingerprint. So before you do any transaction, you have to verify with your fingerprint before any transaction can happen, right? So uh, I believe that uh, uh, we will move from OTP in some sense, but will be uh, accompanied by other supporting technologies. So let's talk about some of the alternative options that have been put forward. Um, secure multi-factor authentication software, hardware tokens. Uh, what do you make of these specific ones? Uh, they definitely are better than OTP, but they, are they more secure? Uh, are they more secure than OTP? I wouldn't say uh, at full certainty, yes, they are more secure. They have their own security flaws, right? And... Uh, and the, what do you call this? Even though if they are secure, it always goes back to how, as users, we use this technology. How do we comply? How do we ensure that we do not deviate for, for the purpose it was intended for? So I would say that you know it is uh, it, both side of technology and user element has to come together to make sure that it it, it, it achieves uh, what is meant out for. So, in your opinion, then, um, what would be the gold standard of security measures that might be most effective at this point in time? Right. Nobody can claim to be had to have a gold standard over there. 
there is no such thing as absolute security. Uh, I mean, internet has been around for almost, you know, uh, in uh, uh, as as a necessity about 15, 16 years. We are still struggling with a lot of issues when it comes to uh, cybersecurity. We solve one problem, a new problem is introduced. We solve that problem, a new problem introduced because the design itself is very flawed. And any new introduction you, you come up with, even the new design also introduces new flaws and weaknesses. So we, it's difficult to say that there is a gold standard. It's more of an evolutionary journey as and when we find issues, we patch, we address them. Like what BNM is trying to do now is that we found a problem, we're trying to solve it. When we come to uh, cross the uh, gate or cross the bridge to new problems with these new measures, then we have to relook at it and see how we can are going to address that. So another major component here, right, is uh, the ability to detect suspicious or fraudulent transactions and then block mm -hmm. them or, or act mm -hmm. on it. Um, so how do banks currently do this? And moving forward, what needs to be in place to make sure that these transactions can be accurately identified? Well, uh, at the moment, I think banks uh, cannot be taken into uh, accountability of, uh, of fraudulent transactions because this is typically, is the onus is on the, the user the account owner, right? Uh, it is very difficult to uh, check and monitor all accounts for fraudulent activities. So I, I think uh, moving forward, banks uh, should look into uh, technologies like artificial intelligence, AI. This technology is uh, widely used by social media for similar purposes, to look for fake news, uh, to look for misinformation. You can apply or they can apply the same technology to, to detect fraudulent uh, transfers uh, or abnormal behaviour in certain users' accounts. There is also the move to restrict transactions to only one device. What are your thoughts on this? Would this offer an added layer of security? Uh, restricting to one device definitely will, uh, will uh, allow to prevent or mitigate some of the potential uh, malicious uh, activity. Of course, uh, while it is better, it's not going to be convenient, right? So a lot of the uh, measures put forward by BNM is definitely going to improve security and it's also definitely going to make it more inconvenient for users uh, and, and the bank's customers to carry out uh, their daily transactions, daily activities or on their banking uh, activities. So, uh, so, there is a trade-off between how much security you can have and how much convenience you're going to have. So you're going to lose some, gain some. So how important is it for these new measures to be easy to use and to be understandable for the customer, especially with how frequently transactions are made at the moment? Well, uh, I think that there is no... There, in the beginning, when uh, banks said a lot of uh, this transaction will be done online, uh, users had uh, or customers had problem adopting it. But, you know, you put these measures in place, uh, users will have no choice but to adopt. They'll find ways to get, uh, eventually get used to it and be comfortable uh, with the measures put forward. A lot of our listeners are pointing out that they'd like to see the focus to be more on holding scammers accountable or uh, preventing them from existing or thriving. What sorts of additional measures would you like to see, particularly when it comes to recovering money that's stolen? 
Well, uh, this once again, uh, uh, in the process of recovering money, uh, there's this uh, something called mule accounts, where scammers, uh, you know, uh, pay uh, drug addicts or those in dire need of money uh, to create uh, an account with the banks. And these accounts are used to transfer uh, the money and used only once. And once the money is transferred, they uh, transfer the money out and that's it. So it's very difficult to trace scammers. So I think uh, BNM has put some measures to look into new accounts, cooling off period, and that will definitely help. And also, I think our cyber laws are very weak. Uh, it has to be beefed up. It has to be reviewed. Uh, most uh, laws are very old, more than 15 years old. Uh, and cyber, cyber uh, space is something that evolves very fast. You cannot apply something that is 10 years old to something that is now. So that is something that uh, can be done. So overall, do you think these measures will help increase accountability on the banks to keep us, the consumers, safe from online fraud? Definitely. Uh, there are many countries that uh, uh, have put this measure in place where banks and the police play a, a more active role in identifying uh, potential fraudulent transactions. And they have actually stopped uh, such uh, activities from happening, which is not done in Malaysia so far. So I think uh, moving forward uh, with these uh, measures, we will definitely see a, a num uh, the number of uh, scams uh, being reduced for at least some period of time. Selva, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, well, at the end of the day, uh, I've been in the area of cybersecurity more than 15 years, and we don't find a uh, problem with technology, we find problem with users. Uh, Malaysians especially, uh, I, uh, sorry to say this, we are very gullible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's very sad to say, right? Uh, and the number of scams has been growing over the years. And you will see that hey, this peop the people who actually get scammed are those who are not very well educated, who, who are from uh, remote areas. No, professionals, engineers, doctors, well-educated people. I even have friends who is in security uh, firm also fall victim to, to scams. It only proves to say that, you know, we need to look at, is it a, a, a cultural thing uh, that, uh, that, that, you know, that makes us gullible, great, and so on? Uh, we, or we, we are the type who, like, who believes things too easily. Uh, I would say be paranoid. Not, if it's too good to be true, it's not true, right? Be very careful when you're online. Whatever measure being introduced by BNM is only as effective as the user's practicing it, right? If you don't practice it, there's all these measures, measures are use, useless. Companies have invested billions and trillions. It has been very successful for the criminals, right? Not for the companies or whoever invested. Shows to uh, prove that the technology is not the problem, it's the user, right? So I will leave with that. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully it was informative. Hopefully I have helped to answer some of the questions, not all. 
Selva, thank you for speaking with us today. That was Dr. Selva Kumar Manikam, cybersecurity expert and associate professor of University Science Malaysia, uh, weighing in and helping us understand the measures introduced by Bank Negara to prevent financial scams and fraud. Uh, let us know what you make of these measures. We'll be back after this for your messages. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.